from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. We are so excited to be recording today because it is the Monday after Lemonade. Talk about time. Talk about Lemonade, girl. Ooh, we have so much to say. When life gives you lemons, make a podcast. Okay. <laughs> Exactly. I think Beyonce's grandmother said that. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think she did. But before we get way deep into Beyonce land, mm. we must pay homage to one prince. And I resent that we do because it seems like not long ago that we were having the same conversation around David Bowie. I know. I know. Yeah. I, was, I was sipping purple lemonade this weekend. I you was like Beyonce were. and Prince. I just, yeah. So a lot of things have been written about. His artistry, it's undeniable. A lot. Yes. How do you feel about that? I feel great about it. It is valid to express how important his music was. Even after the 4,000th think piece on Mm. Prince that you see (laughs) popping up in your Facebook feed. I'm not knocking it. I'm just kind of commenting on it. I do feel like when someone that major dies, everyone has such a personal connection to his art and who they think he is that the natural inclination is to be all confessional about it and be like, this is what he meant to me because it's so important to my life. Eventually, like some of these pieces do resonate, Mm -hmm. but some of them I read and I'm like, this is like listening to someone's dream that they had the night before. Like, (laughs) I don't care. This only matters to you. Whatever. And I was back in school and I had no clothes on. and (laughs) Nobody cares. The one that I read that resonated with me was the one, uh, I think NPR wrote it. Well, it was posted on NPR, but it was about the woman who says, I'm not grieving Prince and here's why. Yes. And so she basically grew up super uber Christian and was not allowed to listen to rock music. So she missed the whole Prince. Like she just, she doesn't know Prince songs. It and I sounds was like, like she grew up in the town from Footloose. Oh yeah, I was like, I, I feel so sorry for you. You, you know, you did, you don't have like a personal connection to Purple Rain. I feel like everyone has a personal connection to at least one Prince song. Yeah, Ugh, he was just so amazing. Yeah, but the really thing was. about the thing about him is that the mystique and the the remove from public life was there so that every time I, I see an article that's like 25 things you didn't know about Prince, chances are I actually did not know a mm-hmm. good few of them. He was so mysterious and that's so rare. He was an anomaly, right? Because he, he was just, I'm not streaming my music. I'm not doing your publicity stunts. If you play me, you try to play yourself. That's like, <laughs> like he yeah. was just like, I am doing this on my own terms. The internet is over, direct quote from Prince. <laughs> he didn't believe in it. Like he was the polar opposite of Bowie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my music how I want to do it. And then I'm going to go back to my estate and I'm going to hang out. And, you know. And I'm going to cast all the side eye in the world on exactly. everyone. And you will still love me. Exactly. Still. The biggest thing that I appreciate him for, other than the music, obviously, is how he exposed the stupidity and fragility of binary gender roles. He's like, I will wear a thong. I will wear heels. I will make purple my color of choice. I will do whatever I want. I'm no less a straight man for it. And your wife will still want me. Yes. <laughs> well, in controversy, he sang, like, am I straight? Am I gay? I mean, and, 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 lo- and low key. You too, man, will mm-hmm. still want me. Have you ever seen the, um, like, Dave Chappelle? Have, have you guys ever seen the, the Dave Chappelle yeah. episode when he was talking about Prince? I haven't. Like, oh, my gosh. So Dave Chappelle used to do these, like, throwbacks. Basically, Charlie Murphy will tell these stories about Prince. 
or about Rick James or whoever. And Dave Chappelle will dress up like them. So Dave Chappelle dressed up like Prince. And it was this story where Prince challenged them to a basketball game. And, and if you don't know, Prince was actually a pretty good basketball player. At five foot two. Yes. So, Insane. So it was like shirts versus blouses. And so they were like, <laughs> and Prince just like kicked our ass on the basketball court. And and then Dave Chappelle talks about meeting Prince. And he was like, I looked him in the eyes and I was gay for at least a few seconds. Like I would have, I would have totally done it. More than a few seconds, I'll be bound. Yeah, I think it takes a little longer, but. Yeah. Actually, side note, Dave Chappelle is such a huge gap in my cultural knowledge that I would really like you guys to do a future <gasps> episode of the podcast where, much like we introduced Kate Bush to you, Jamidra. We'll start with the Prince episode. Yes. The great thing about that Prince episode and how he received it, he's such a good sport that he made Chappelle dressed up as him a cover of one of his singles. Really? Oh, it was Breakfast Can Wait. Yeah. <laughs> and he profited from this thing that's making fun of him. And he's like, oh, I like it. Can we just address the fact that Dave Chappelle was Prince and he did not lighten his skin? So I know it's not Halloween, but just a cue for people who want to dress up like other people of different races. You do not have to change your skin to do so. It's entirely possible. It is entirely possible. It is possible. Go look at my Instagram. I dressed up as Prince many times. I even was paid to dance as Prince at these 80s parties. And never once did I apply anything on my skin that made it darker. Not needed. So I know Halloween Except is... for the mole in the corner of the oh, eye. I gotta have that. I know Halloween is months away, but just let's just keep that in mind. Because I know there'll be a lot of Prince like lookalikes and tributes. So let's just, while we're tributing Prince, let's keep that in mind. And if history is any indication, people need this many months in advance warning yes. to be like, can you please not? <laughs> Before you even think it, don't do this. Get it on the Google Calendar, set an alert four months prior. (laughs) (laughs) So earlier, Carly, you said that there are lists going around of, like, things you didn't know about Prince. I made one. Oh, Oh, break it down for me. Here are some things maybe you didn't know about Prince. Songs you didn't know he wrote. (gasps) Obviously, we know he wrote Nothing Compares to You by Sinead. Do you know that they hate each other? And I'll tell you why later. Oh, okay. <laughs> Preempting you. I'll shut Details. right up. The one that really shocked me is Manic Monday. What the f- You didn't know Manic Monday was a Prince song. You, you have that? ears. Listen to it. It's Just a Prince song. Just another Manic Monday. Oh. It's I wish Prince it was the Sunday before Prince died. Seriously, you cut it and it's got Prince going all the way through. It sounds so much like Prince. It sounds like a Bangles cover of a Prince song. I had no idea. Down to the bit where, where um, they go, ooh, 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 like that. It's such yeah. a princey touch. I mean, now that you say And it. Valentino references ooh, as well. A princey touch. Princey touch. <laughs> Another one. Stand back, stand back in the middle of my room. Didn't know that one. That's by Stevie Nicks, just so you know. Oh. Stand back. They had a good working relationship yeah. and seemed to enjoy each other. Alicia Keys covered one of his songs. Oh, um, how, how come you don't call me anymore? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh. I remember that one. But I only knew it as an Alicia song. Really? Maybe I'll cut this out because I don't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she uh, covered she covered that on. I can't remember what album is, it was on. I feel like it was songs in A minor, like her very first yeah. one. Yeah. You don't call me. She's like, tell me, no, no, no. I was like, okay, that's Prince. <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's true that all these little touches in these songs that you're like, yep. That's Prince. Yeah, the random hollering. That's like, yeah. that is Prince. Yeah. He takes you there. So, yeah, he wrote all those things and many more. But we have to move on because oh. Lemonade is waiting for us. Yeah. I don't know why I've... I'm thinking about like TLC and um, If I Was Your Girl. That's a Prince song. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's, a, 
Yeah, but <laughs> I thought you were just saying. popped into my head. I thought you were saying it does sound like your Prince. Girlfriend. Oh. Ugh. Well, now Left Eye and Prince are hanging out. Mm-hmm. All right, so he played twenty-seven instruments. Oh. It's insane. He played every single instrument on his debut album. He played electric guitar on "Like a Prayer" by Madonna. Did not know that. You're welcome. I genuinely, oh. One of his favorite meals was a combination of spaghetti and orange juice <laughs> mixed together. <laughs> Apparently that was during his like Purple Rain filming. Like, yeah. That's what he wanted to eat and drink. Hmm. And a kind of touching anecdote, when he was younger and didn't have much money, he would stand outside of McDonald's and just smell the food. Oh, what? Now look at him. I mean, you know what I mean. Oh. His nickname when he was a kid was Skipper, <laughs> as in Barbie's sister. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why he called Vanity Vanity? No. Because he thought she was the female version of himself. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Vanity's name, they're going to like this. Vanity Six was originally going to be titled The Hookers. And then his idea for Vanity's name was going to be Vagina. So who talked him out of <laughs> Regina that? George. I think Vanity was like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, no, sorry. I like how she like. She was like, like, I'll take Vanity. Yeah, but, but Vagina's yeah. just too. Vagina is just spelled too like much. vagina, but yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> friends having to call a load of outlets saying it's pronounced Vagina? <laughs> <laughs> Accent mark, please. So he wrote his first song at the age of seven. Oh, he danced with James Brown on stage at the age of 10. His of stepfather just put him up there and he did his thing. Michael Jackson's Bad was almost a duet. Oh, I oh. heard about this one. And you know why he, he was like, no? Yes, I do. Well, tell me, tell me. Four little words. Your butt is mine. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not in this. I'm not doing that. The first line of that song is, your butt is mine. Your butt is mine. Now I said, who's going to sing that to whom? Because you sure ain't singing it to me. And I sure ain't singing it to you. So right there we got, you know, right there we got a problem. So Then he went on to say that the reason why Michael Jackson's album was called Bad is because Pathetic was too long to fit on the sleeve <gasps> of the album. He's <laughs> so the shade. rude. I have to but... say, I'm kind of almost disappointed by that anecdote. That goes against everything I thought I knew about Prince. Really? Therefore, he kind of got very religious towards the end, didn't yes. he? And yeah, he took on some did. views about how yeah. certain people live their lives. I wasn't going to mention this because yeah. I don't want people coming for me. Any negative opinion about Prince during these past couple of days, people will just come for yeah. you yeah. and like destroy your Crit life. tonight, don't yeah. go near it. But... In a New Yorker interview a couple of years back, they asked him about abortion and gay marriage. And he allegedly, I mean, it's the New Yorker, I believe it. Why would they make it up? Tapped his Bible and said, God came down here and saw that people were sticking it wherever and doing whatever they wanted. And he said enough and like wiped them out. And like that was his answer to what do you think about gay marriage or abortion? So in his later years, he was definitely a Jehovah's Witness and very religious and had his beliefs about what was the right way to live and it is disappointing but we've had this conversation before can Mm -hmm. you separate the art and the artist and in this case he believes that which is anti-someone like me Mm -hmm. i believe that you shouldn't go door to door like selling religion to people who don't want to hear it and that's fine it's inconvenient (laughs) for one thing (laughs) what if you're in the middle of something side note did you know that once one of the women whose doors he knocked on said do you know you look a ton like prince really (laughs) yeah and he apparently was just like yeah, I get that. <laughs> I, get, I get that a lot sometimes. The flip side of his Jehovah's Witness thing is that one of their beliefs is you can't talk about your charitable works. Mm-hmm. And he did a lot to help 
a lot of different communities, including Oakland. There's this thing called Green for All that he was involved oh, yeah, the in. Solar panels. Yeah. yeah. So like solar panels in Oakland were paid for by Prince and most no one knew. People don't know because yeah. he yeah. didn't say it. God, I wish more people were like that. I have to say, isn't it wonderful oh. when you know someone and you find out that they do like cool stuff on the side and they don't brag about it? Like, you mean they don't call the press to take photos of yep. them, like yeah, hugging babies and mm-hmm. yeah, and even just down on our level, like don't Instagram your volunteering work. <laughs> <laughs> this is me at the soup kitchen. Exactly. Selfie. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. He also did this movement called Yes We Code, which was trying to get underprivileged young people involved in the tech world. So, yeah, there are two sides to every story. He's really religious and doesn't appreciate gay people getting married, but he helps other people. So we'll call it a wash. The statements he made, they still don't invalidate the way he made people feel at certain times in their life. I believe. Anything he said towards a certain part of his life, it doesn't take that away. That's also, what I think. Also, he wasn't actively working against gay marriage in any way. Like, no. I'm going to march and like, he, that's just his opinion. And we I'm, all have one. Whatever. I'm having trouble believing that there were not some gay people in Prince's Mist, though. It's really hard for me to believe that the, he is not familiar. He doesn't have friends or family members or whatever the yep. case may be. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, absolute side note, just to derail your list. Can we just talk for a second about how good the Batman soundtrack is? <sighs> God, it's brilliant. I was watching Batman on Friday. <laughs> I thought, R.I.P., settle down with my dog on the sofa. It's phenomenal. I like that everyone ran to get Purple Rain copies and you were like, I'm Batman. watching Batman. I'm going to go Batman. It's, it's stunning. Party Man? Trust? These songs are fantastic. And you know why he was part of that soundtrack? Which Tell originally me. was thought of as half album with Michael Jackson, half Prince. Oh, oh this again. He kind of took over. <laughs> And he wanted to be a part of it because he was into Kim Basinger. <gasps> really? And didn't he record a sexy album with her? It was called A Hollywood Affair. And then he scrapped it because her voice sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I heard she's in character as her Batman character, Vicky Vale, the whole way through. Whoa. And she's just moaning the whole way through. Oh, gosh. <laughs> she doesn't well, sing. She just speaks and he, moans. Apparently there's still music, though. There's tons yeah. and tons of music what, that songs Yeah, that we've yeah. never heard. So now I'm curious to see what's going to happen with that. Also, yeah. Kim Basinger's w- nervous. She's, she's like, like, mm, I hope she's that like not now. I've been through enough. I was married to Alec Baldwin. Like, don't do this. <laughs> I was just trying to remember who she was married to. I thought maybe it was Mickey Rourke. Yeah. She's the also, Catherine Bigelow of all Can we just talk about the fact that your hair has got a purple glow to it today, Amanda? <gasps> you are correct. Oh. I did it beforehand. I guess I just had the inkling that this might oh, happen. Oh, God. Yeah. Where were you when you found out? Let me tell you. I had stayed up until 6 a.m. editing this very podcast mm-hmm. the night before. So I was trying to sleep throughout the whole morning. Workhorse. And I kept getting texts. And I was like, who is texting me? I'm so mad. Whoever this is, I'm going to, like, do something bad to them. I will mail, <laughs> like, go poop to their house. Their I don't know what. Yeah, going to go all lemonade on their ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get my hot sauce bat and I love that we're windows. now previewing later parts of the podcast in the <laughs> earlier parts of the podcast. We sure are. But, yeah, I looked and they were all texts about Prince. And then I had to work all day on Prince stuff. Where were you guys? I found out in line at Starbucks. That's not a place to find out anything. And mm-hmm. I got like a push notification that said someone had died at Princess. Yeah, Estate. a body was found in Paisley And Park. so I was like, oh, I wonder who died at Prince's Estate. And then I got back to work and someone said to me, oh, my God, Prince died. And I was like, no, boo. No. No. Misinformed. Someone died. <laughs> People like Prince Estate. don't die. Prince doesn't die. So maybe it was a protege, <laughs> bodyguard. 
like someone who worked at the estate, but Prince did not die. I like that you were like, someone died, not yeah. the purple one. Someone. someone. I was like, I was in, de- I was in denial for like a while. And then until it finally was confirmed. And I was like, no, no, I need more than one confirmation. I was like, TMZ is not going to do it for me. I need yeah. someone else to tell me. Oh, my God. Ugh. My boss came up to me and said, have you heard about Prince? She'd said Prince is dead. And unfortunately, the first thing that came out of my mouth was F off. (laughs) (laughs) As a kind of like, no, you're lying. Yeah, oh my gosh. (laughs) Amazing response. Do I solve a job? I do, right? Okay. Just to make it. Well, you know, it just bubbles up and you're like, no, not true. So, the last two things so that we can move on to Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Sinead O'Connor, you mentioned earlier. Don't mess with her. She's a bruiser. (laughs) And so is he, apparently, where after their collaboration, like she, I think, went to his house and he hates swearing because Jehovah's Witness, whatever. Really? And you can never swear around him. Like he apparently, when he was in New York recently, called up Wendy Williams, the talk show host, Mm -hmm. and said, I want you to come to this nightclub. I want to hang out with you. I want to see you. And she shows up and she's like, I was cussing and doing all this stuff. And he's like, no, 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 we don't do that. Oh. Ooh. And she said he was super nice and like really funny and cool, but he did tell her to not swear. And apparently the same thing happened with Sinead O'Connor. When she went over, she's who she is. Yeah. And he was like, no, you can't swear, blah, blah, blah. And she said, F- off. So is this like Prince in later years or Prince always? This is like didn't swear. Early 90s Prince. Yeah. She says it got physical. What? Whether she's a reliable witness, I'm not sure. (laughs) I would pay to see that fight. Sinead would win. I think she would. I would not take on Sinead O'Connor. Love her, but she'd punch my lights out. My gosh. I'm going to make this the last one because it's the one that made me go, really? The most. Okay. Prince only watched two things in his life, like in terms of TV. Oh, okay. okay. On the screen. Okay. In recent years. The News and Zoe Deschanel's New Girl. Oh, that's why he was on it. And he Cameo. emailed her and said, these are the only two things I watch. I love your show. And then she was like, do you want to be on it? And then they have an episode mm-hmm. where he like schools her on life. And then a butterfly comes out of nowhere and like lands on his arm or something like that. And he's just this magical being, as we all know because him to be. Because just is a magical being. Of course. And I was just like, really, of all the things you could be into, New Girl? like I don't huh. think I've ever watched one episode of that show. And as I've said before, I often confuse her for Katy Perry. Oh, separated at birth. John Bonet. <laughs> I was going to call back to the last episode. Mm. I think I think in my head, I am going to, in my mind, forever see him saunter into the Oracle Arena during the Warriors game. Mm-hmm. A few months ago, he came in with the cane and just, like, gave everybody in the venue life. He gave us so much life, and for that, we thank him. And we think about him now. We would love to write out on one of his classic songs, but I'm sure he would still sue us from the afterlife. So we can just sing a little bit. What are you going to sing? Purple Rain? Oh, we couldn't. (laughs) Purple Rain, Purple Rain, yeah. Mm. Woo! Purple Rain, Purple Rain. BT Dubs listeners, Carly is sitting there <laughs> judging us and not rain. participating. I'm not judging. I'm just letting you get it out of your systems. Purple rain. Purple rain. And if you'd like to hear Purple Rain, there are several places around the internet where you can buy a legitimate copy of Prince's music. Because it's what he would have wanted. He didn't do streaming. That's fine. Not everybody does. So get out your wallet and just buy some music. Right? You heard it here.
You done? <laughs> So now we begin our deep dive into Lemonade, oh, gosh. the visual album that changed my weekend, my life. Not sure yet, but probably my life. <laughs> and definitely Jay-Z's life. <laughs> oh, Jay-Z is hiding in a cupboard somewhere. Beyonce, <laughs> she did it again. Is he? Or are they both laughing to the bank? Well, they're both laughing. <laughs> but he should be scared because she's forgiven him. But us fans are raw wait, with this wait, emotion. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so back up. For the listener who at home perhaps does not have HBO, mm-hmm. even though you can get it pretty much anyway. I mean, somebody periscoped the whole thing on Twitter. <laughs> I was like, this woman periscoped the whole... That's the most 2016 yes. sentence ever. Just periscope Just it on periscope Twitter. Just periscope it. So explain, Emmanuel. What is lemon? What was Lemonade? Is. What is. was, is, and will be Lemonade. To be. <laughs> Are you, are you talking about that tall glass, like cold glass of something, mm. something you can exactly. drink in the summertime? Or? That's what that word used to mean. Okay. I'm thirsty in a good way. Okay. So <laughs> now, now when you open Webster's Dictionary, there's a picture of Beyonce. <laughs> Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> lemonade. Yeah, good luck finding a recipe for lemonade now. It gets it over. Bloody hell. Well, she gives you a recipe in the actual thing. All right. Well, that's like, true. strain it twice. <laughs> like, you went, all right. In a, in a, in a clean, uh, clean towel. I love that. She, you know what she was thinking about our yeah. Google search results? She was like, you're not going to be able to find this recipe for at least three years. So here it is Let in me go my album. She knew that she was messing up Rachel Ray's SEO for <laughs> decades to come. Oh, God. So she provided her own recipe. All right. So rewind. Backtrack. What is Layers. lemonade, Emmanuel? So obviously Beyonce is known for surprise dropping a lot of things. She surprise dropped Formation recently, a music video, and then right after her Super Bowl performance of said song, Surprise dropped a commercial for a world tour. We all freaked out. Of course, a couple of years ago, she surprise dropped a baby as well. Mm-hmm. At, the, at the VMAs, yeah. right? Not literally, I hasten to add. <laughs> <laughs> so then there was a preview that said, HBO, April 23rd, world event, Lemonade. We don't know what it is, but we know we're canceling all of our plans to be in front of HBO and see what it is. Golden, corn, rose, and mink. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so it ended up being... Her new album, whole visual album, an hour long, and between the songs was poetry mm-hmm. from Warson Shire. It was beautiful. Didn't know what was happening in the moment, though. I was like, did Beyonce write poetry? I'm not sure, but I am living, and I yeah. can't even look at my Twitter, but I'm trying to like be part of the cultural moment. Because yeah, it's not like but, something uh, kind of came up in the lower third saying, like, you're now listening to an yeah, excerpt yeah. of poetry. Go buy her books on Amazon. I like, can no. do the live sweet thing. I, like, I, have, I am not a millennial, or I'm like a, a counterfeit millennial. I do not watch television and tweet. I'm like, I want to be in the moment. You're a mature millennial. <laughs> That's what we're, we're referred to. Yeah. So this event happened. The main takeaways for me were, first and foremost, there's so much black excellence going on. Black girls rock so hard. Beyonce owns everything. Jay-Z needs to go into witness protection (laughs) because the beehive is a buzz and ready to sting his ass dead like Macaulay Culkin in My Girl. The first thing that came to mind, I was like, he dead. Yeah, because he is the focus of pretty much this whole visual album, right? And if you didn't know better, you'd think she was singing song after song about being cheated on. But see, let's backtrack. He is what she wants us to think is the focus of this album. He's Mm -hmm. in it. He's He's, he's definitely in it. But I think that, like, the two of them have been so private. They've never talked about their relationship. Well, you know, I mean, here and there. But they've never really talked about their relationship in public. It's all been speculation. And so, I mean, it it could – all of this can be sort of like her imagination. She could have just written this 
That's and, you know, it, it may, none of it may, may be the truth. Just because I write about going to Mars, does that mean I'm going to Mars? Yeah, Not necessarily. Like, why can't we? I mean, if she was if she was a writer, like, and she was writing novels, would we think, oh, this is based on her actual life? But she wants us to think She this. wants us to think oh, it. Oh, yeah. Going back to 2014, when they were on the On the Run tour, mm-hmm. the elevator situation happened. There were rumors. And then during the tour, she would sing a song called Resentment, which features lyrics such as, I'll always remember feeling like I was no good, like I couldn't do it for you like that whack bitch could. Whoa. Been riding with you for 12 years. She wants us to think it's about them. She definitely does. Because she changed that lyric to now, updating the year count oh. to their marriage. Refresh. F5. Yeah. So, been riding with you for 12 years. I got to look at her in the eyes and see she's had half of me. She ain't even half of me. That bitch will never be me. Whoa. And wait, isn't she wearing a wedding dress while she's singing? Yeah, and crying. <laughs> and then she also sings Lauren Hill's X Factor, Ugh, mournfully that? singing the mantra, it ain't working, it ain't working. And then Jay-Z comes out and does his bit on the tour. And he had a line in Song Cry that's, I can understand why you want a divorce now. <sighs> so they were playing it up mm-hmm. and they know what they're doing. And... It's part publicity stunt, part performance art. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? I just think that there are two marriages at work here. The one that they live at home with Blue and the one that we know. And the one that we know isn't real and it's fictional. So they don't care that they're messing up our conception of what their marriage is because it holds no relevance to their lives. The people who are in their lives know what's real. They know what's real. And they're getting mad money and getting us talking on this very podcast about this by making us believe this thing. And there's all this drama. But at the end of the day, is this real life? Is this just fantasy? It's hard. It doesn't matter because it's genius. Okay, so then let's get into why people... Like, we were talking a lot about the fact that Jay-Z is in danger. You in danger, girl. <laughs> Jay-Z is in danger. <laughs> so why? Let's talk about the lyrics. Let's talk Ugh. about the music. Let's talk about the video. So wait, Let's talk are we about... basically in agreement then that it's hard not to suspect that this is a better package, a better beautifully filmed version of what the Kardashians are selling us every single day <laughs> on the cover of magazines? It's a high-class... Mm-hmm. Soap opera. I think you're onto something like it's kind of the same theme, but the difference is that Beyonce and Jay Z have no shade to Kardashians. You know, I love them. I was just, I was just like, I'm having a hard time even with the same that that being in the same sentence. I know. I'm like, but what I, what I want to say is the difference is that Beyonce and Jay Z have talent and can make art (laughs) out of it, and Kardashians are talented at keeping us interested and being interesting reality stars, and that is something to be commended. But it's not the same. But they're all still selling a story. And it's a story we want to read and we want to see it. And the Beyonce version just happens to look gorgeous because it's shot by all these amazing cinematographers. Like the credits are about five years long. That's true. I mean, this goes back to like novels and any kind of art that's narrative based. We want twists and turns. We want betrayal. We want drama. Because otherwise, if it's all hunky-dory, we don't care. When a novelist writes a book, the first question they always get in the interview is, so how much of this is autobiographical? Mm -hmm. We're dying to know. We just can't stand the idea that something might be totally made up. Okay, so side note, side question. How soon before we see the Kardashians pop up with the hairstyles, visuals, all that imagery of the South that was going on? Have you checked their Snapchats lately? I'm sure it's happening right now. I'm sure. Right now. So you had mentioned lyrics. Mm -hmm. Let's just go over some of these. Okay, here's one. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, this one, like, there's a scene where she chucks her wedding ring while saying, oh, yeah. oh, This is your final warning. You know I give you life. If you try this shit again, don't lose your wife. To the left, to the left. Okay, so I will say that was one of my favorite songs. That was one of my favorite songs in the video. <laughs> this is a lot of people's favorite. Me and my ladies sit my deuce up. How you really feel about you. And just for the uninitiated, isn't Doucet Jay-Z's own brand of cognac? Oh, is it? It is. I think it is. The layers of shade. And of course, the one that has everyone a buzz. He only want me when I'm not there. He better call Becky with the good hair. He better call Becky with the good hair. Becky, run. And run, Becky, run. Well, it's too late. I just I feel like the whole video was like really for me as a black woman it was a celebration of black womanhood and yeah. it was a celebration of like we're beautiful we go through a lot life is handing us lemons but guess what this is what we make of it and it's we can still make it beautiful we can still make it work we can still make it fabulous and yeah I mean it, it she she talks about a lot of things that that aren't specific to black women as far as like the relationship struggles that a lot of black women are, are going through, but a lot of women in general. But she told it in a way that resonates with us. We were like, yeah, girl. And, she, and like she's girl. explicit sometimes like with Malcolm X quote as well yeah. about the most unprotected person yeah. in the United States is the black woman. Mm-hmm. Like I'm enjoying watching her sort of evolve into like this public. I don't even know if it's like an awareness, but sort of like being very public about like her opinions and her perspectives and her views and so it's going to be interesting to watch how media responds Mm. like mainstream media responds and then also how this fan base that she's accumulated over the years responds because she has a multicultural fan base like fans all over the world it's not just black women but it is her very much being like in this moment i am a black woman and i am not immune to the fact that all of this is happening and so yeah, we'll see how people respond to that. It's been interesting because it's making some people feel really uncomfortable. They feel that somehow Beyonce is turning away from them. Like, wait, am I, am I not permitted to enjoy right. this? And I've seen some real kind of outrage from certain sections of the internet from people saying, like, Beyonce is just so political now. <laughs> well, can't we just have single ladies? That's... Yeah, why can't we just have fun songs? <laughs> Uh, Which is missing the point in time. Yeah. If you didn't know this particular Beyonce, then you haven't been paying attention. Mm-hmm. Because if you go back to her original like music, the writings on the wall, and you look at sort of how she looked and how she spoke in interviews, like she's been this way yep. the whole she's time. She's always been black. Yeah. She's always been Reference black. Reference that SNL sketch. <laughs> Beyonce's always. been black this entire time. Yes. Always. Surprise. <laughs> and so like in addition to her just being like, I'm fabulous, she pulled Serena Williams out. Oh. She pulled Zendaya out. Amanda. She pulled, uh, is it Winnie Harlow? Do you yep. know who that is? The she model pulled, of the oh, Lego, she right? pulled yeah. her out. Mm. Um, who is it? Uh, Quavon, I always mispronounce Quavon Quavonjane out. Like she pulled all these, and it wasn't even explicit. And then let's not even talk about like Trayvon Martin oh. and oh my, Michael Mike Brown. Brown's like mom. just all of these that people moment, that she pulled out. Like I have chills right now. Like she's Their holding mothers. a portrait of Mike Brown. 
and she's looking at the camera and she's like trying to hold back the tears and then she like can't Mm -hmm. and it was just really touching and it's crazy that people think like oh this is political and i can't get into this it's like this is meaningful art what's your problem there if you want like a banger there are some on this album Mm -hmm. and if you want another single lady just go listen to single ladies like she did that like she gave you that and if you really want to close yourself off from the politics of it like you can still bop around to it the beats sound great but why would you want to do that why would you why would you like desire that the politics and the music are separated why would that be your impulse well there's this issue like me as a black person in this country there's this issue there what like for it's for black people it's like we want you to entertain us like play sports, sing, tap dance, but we don't want to know about your pain. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so I feel like she was taking that, she was sort of like taking that narrative and owning it and, and presenting it in a way that, like, you're in, if it's a Beyonce video, you're going to watch it. Like, Beyonce is probably one of the only entertainers now that can call your attention and be like, listen, I know you don't watch TV. Mm-hmm. I know you stream and you don't, yeah. like, but you're going to watch this. You're going to tune into HBO yeah. and you're going to watch this for an hour long. You know, people don't watch music videos? Okay, watch them. She brought back live that. television. Right. And yes. so she so she took this narrative. Like, if you, if you watch the video, the vibes that I got, it was very, like, Eve's Bayou, Louisiana Plantation. And she was like, I'm here and and I am taking these visuals and I am remaking them and I am telling this story, taking it back to a time where we couldn't talk about what was going on with us, but we needed to perform. And I think that's what's being ha- what's happening now is people are like, Beyonce was so great when she wasn't political and she didn't yeah. she didn't talk but about what's going. she was just easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, there are things that are happening now. And if you want her to be an artist, she's going to express what's happening in her community. Well, not in her community because she ain't in the hood. But she's going to express what's happening to the people in her community because she's a black woman in America. Like, And, and you don't want to see it. Now she's forcing you to see it. I love that she also brings awareness to what's happening today, but Mm -hmm. she, like, there's the main conceit in the whole visual album is my mother and her mother Mm -hmm. and, like, this lineage thing. And then there's the whole thing is named after something her grandmother said. And this goes way back to a long line of black women and black people in general suffering in different ways depending on the generation and the time. But she's bringing awareness to all of that. And the main takeaway is we go through crazy shit but we heal and we deal through community and Mm. through perseverance and we will always Mm -hmm. persevere and i think that's so lovely and so when people say dumb critical stuff it's just easy to brush off for me because it's just like you obviously didn't watch it or you're upset that for once this isn't for you white people aren't used to things not being for them Mm. but minorities and people who have been othered are used to that and it's like oh i can enjoy anything it doesn't have to be about me but White people aren't there yet. And hopefully this will help them see the light and progress in their personal journeys. Progressing there. Drink the Kool-Aid. No, drink the lemonade. (laughs) Do not drink the Kool-Aid. It is not safe to drink. That's a different topic altogether. But the idea that the the taking hardship and trauma and fashioning something positive out of it, the idea that that is like an inherently female thing really came across for me throughout the Mm. whole album. She was like, this is the female response. A man might not have the same response. They might try a more aggressive approach. She got aggressive, though. She She chucked that ring and she was like, listen. But that was another thing. I I mean, I feel like the one thing about Beyonce or her music lately is that it's sort of like really alpha female. Like, I listen to a Beyonce album and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, hold on. I'm not taking that. Like, yeah. you, you get a certain level of sort of, like, female bonding, I think. It's unapologetic. Yeah, it's, like, it's unapologetic. Like, no, like I won't take do that. Do you know who I am? 
like you oh, okay you must have got let me go ahead and remind you let's go down <laughs> the list of who I am um and then it was just visually stunning for me yeah. you know I thought it was it was great I mean some people didn't think so I was I was discussing I mean if you want to talk about critics I was discussing it with a, a few other people and I'm not going to say their name because I don't want the behind to sting them to death because mm-hmm. you know they will be Macaulay like, Macaulay <laughs> um but uh, one person in particular told me that they felt like it was it felt a little too art schoolish Hmm. Like she was trying way too hard to be artistic. I think it is ambitious. And I think sometimes, honestly, it did fall into pretension. Mm-hmm. I really think it did. I think it, There's that of, word again. Yeah, there you go. My favorite <laughs> word. Um, but what's wrong with that? Why shouldn't someone decide to not only make an album, but release a visual album? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you heard someone talk about visual albums? Well, we that's ne- the thing. It's a new term. That's the thing that I said. When, and to respond to that, I was like, okay, well, like, it wasn't perfect, but when is the last time that somebody was really sort of like was this pushing the envelope this much yeah. in pop music? Like, I, I feel like Prince. Yeah, it was Prince. <laughs> it was Michael dropping, you know, Smooth Criminal or something like that, like a television event. The Thriller. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that whole music video. People oh, don't, my God. Yeah. People, yeah. people don't do that anymore. Yeah. And so she, you know, she's at a level that she can actually take risks and take chances. And, you know, I feel like this is the first time in a long time that it's been done. So I, I say hats off. My hat is off on the ground stomped. I'm never wearing it again. Like hat is off. It was beaten into submission by Beyonce's baseball bat. Watch the album to find out what that's a reference to. Yeah. Oh, and I love that her baseball bat was called hot sauce. Yep. Also, I got hot you, sauce in my bag. Were you like breaking your windows? Um, so I was like throughout watching it, like I watched it once, and then I watched it a second time. And then there were all these things that I was kinda like trying to pick up on, and there was one thing in particular where text came on the screen and I think it said like God is God and I am not Yeah. and then I was like Jay-Z calls himself Hova mm. and I was like was that in reference Jehovah, to him? Jehovah's Witness Prince oh full it's circle it's all connected circle. Illuminati Illuminati <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth damn you but I feel like I'm gonna have to watch it a few times and then I'm gonna have to read a few more think pieces because there, I think there are certain things that just keep popping up, and I think that's probably like the magic of it is that she left yeah. it open enough to interpretation. Yeah, that you you know you see things a second time and you kind of you read it a little differently, and you can return to it again and again. There's so much to unpack. Yeah. Like it's like a text in that way. Like I watched it and I was like, oh, Jay Z, oh, she's mad, oh, like you know these are. And then my husband was like, this whole thing is about America. This is about her relationship yeah. with America. And I was like, oh, he skipped three levels. Yeah, he's he just her. like I was like I wasn't done. here. I wasn't there yet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love that we have so much more to digest in our culture. Mm-hmm. We're so quick to, like, make a decision about it and have yeah. something to say about it. We're currently doing that. But our opinions will change about this. The way our culture thinks about this visual album will change. Yeah. And that's what is great about art. Thank you, Beyonce, for reminding us art is not dead. Mm-hmm. You are here, and I'm and sipping that lemonade. Yes. Purple tinted. Delicious. Get my swag on. I look in the mirror, say, What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? So we write out every week with a song. I picked a really good one. Ooh. If I do say so myself. Because it bridges the gap between both of the people we discussed today. <gasps> this is from the 2004 Grammys. Prince comes out and performs. Beyonce joins him and they sing his songs together. Mm. Play it now. Play.
thanks to our podcast papa, David Marcus. Thanks to Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs for our amazing theme song that you hear at the beginning of the show. Thank you to Howard Gelman behind the glass. And thanks to Jay Simpson for helping me edit. Please subscribe on iTunes. Also rate us if you like us. If you don't, um, you never heard this. Until next week, find us on social media. I am Excuse My Beauty without the first D on Twitter. I am at Teacup in the Bay. I am at Jimmy Dresses. Follow us. Favorite our stuff. Retweet. Bye. Bye. Don't hate us because we fabulous.